Hey, what's going on? Welcome back to The Should Life. This is your host, Jessica Lee Labe, and today we're talking about why mindset work isn't enough. Let's get into it. Welcome back. I am so glad that you are here. We are continuing our conversation about the worst advice that I see out there about the should life. And as you can tell from this episode title, this is going to be about how mindset work isn't enough, how mindset work is not enough to save us. And what I see in terms of this advice is this advice of just do the just do the mindset work. Mindset work is the only way. Once you change your thoughts, everything will be fixed. Once you change your mindset, everything else will fall into place. And I just want to say right now, this is complete bullshit. So let's get into it. <laughs> I want to talk about why this advice is given because I always want to like don't take my my word for it that this is bullshit, right? Let's break it down. Let's talk about it. So why do we believe that if we only shift our mindset that all of our problems are going to be solved? Well, in my opinion, it's because the minds of these individuals that are giving this shitty advice have been convinced by their mind that this is the truth. (laughs) I mean, this is like, this is oversimplifying it, but these individuals They have minds who are telling them these messages and they are willing to believe that and stay within the confines, that safety net of the mind without looking beyond it. So this goes back to the purpose of the mind, right? Which we also discussed in episode three. So the mind's job is to keep us safe. It's to stay within our comfort zone. It's to give us these labels and these boxes to fit within because that makes the mind feel very good. It makes the mind feel like it's doing a good job by keeping us safe. Even if our comfort zone is some toxic shit, it's still the comfort zone. It's called the comfort zone for a reason, right? It feels safe. So the mind tells us, stay here with me. This feels safe. And if you want to try to change, okay, fine. I'll allow it, but I'm still going to give you these limitations. So let's still stay within me. Let's stay within the limits of the mind. And you can try to shift some things within me and we'll see how that goes together. But what's beyond me, what's beyond the mind that's scary. I don't know what's there. I don't know about feeling my feelings. I don't know about feeling my body. I don't know about actually like doing any type of work beyond what feels comfortable and safe for me. So let's just stay here together. And I am everything, right? The mind wants us to believe that we are the mind. And so if we change the mind, then we can shift everything. That logic makes sense. But the thing is, our trauma and our wounds and our toxic belief systems aren't necessarily ruled in logic, right? 
<laughs> Anyone else relate to this? Um, and so in order to move beyond that, we have to go deeper than the confines of the mind. And if there's anything that I really want to expand your awareness of during our time together, it's that you are not only the mind. Now, I'm not saying that you are not the mind because the mind is a part of you, right? So I don't want to discount it. Again, we talked about this in episode three. You are not only your mind. When we identify as only the mind, we identify as, I mean, think about it. What does the mind think about? What does the mind ruminate about? If we identified as the mind, we would identify as our stresses, anxieties, worries, fears, obsessions, ruminations. And I want you to just think about that for a moment. And think about, you know, if you were able to tune into your intuition, your inner voice source, God within you, and ask it, what am I? I want you to be really honest with yourself. Do you really think that it would tell you that those labels of the mind are you? That doesn't feel aligned to me at all. My purpose on this earth and your purpose on this earth has to be deeper than that, right? And I'm here to tell you that that is correct, that you are not only the mind, you are not the messages or the labels of the mind. So if that's not the real you, then we also have to understand that shifting our mindset alone can, yes, make some changes. I will not deny that. But that we have to expand our capacity to go more deeply into our healing in order to have this life that we desire, in order to be able to have fulfilling relationships and understand our purpose on this earth, to know who we are, to stand in our truth, to set healthy boundaries. And this is where practices like inner voice work, shadow work, and emotional somatic release can come into play. What's going on? If you're interested in one-on-one mentorship with me or your own live inner voice session to activate your intuition and get you living your soul-aligned life, head over to nomoreshouldlife.com and let's get started. So do you have this or have you had this experience maybe in certain practices um, like an affirmation practice, for example, when, when maybe we're first starting out with this type of work or, um, depending on who is, is teaching us how to practice an affirmation, uh, practice, for example, this can come across as somewhat surface level because it, it can almost come across as well. When you have a a toxic belief show up or a limiting belief show up, just replace it with an affirmation and everything's going to be fine. You'll be fixed. And the problem with that is the toxic beliefs keep showing up and keep showing up and you're continuing to just slap this affirmation band-aid on the toxic beliefs. And then you get super frustrated, right? Because 
well, I thought this was going to work. And I thought that in working, that meant that the toxic beliefs would fade away. They would at least get, you know, less and less frequent, but they're still showing up. So we may start to blame ourselves. We may just get super frustrated and stop altogether. And this is similar to what uh, one of my former clients, Tony, had had been experiencing herself. So she she felt like she was making really good progress. Um, she was doing like different spiritual practices that she felt really connected to. She was in talk therapy and she had built up this like beautiful awareness. So, and I just want to pause there because having awareness is such a beautiful, beautiful um, gift. And it really is such a strength. So she had this amazing awareness where she could identify when a toxic thought would show up and when it would show up, she was she would replace it with a healthy or a supportive thought. And that was that. I mean, that's that's what she thought that she should be doing, you know, should life. This is what I should be doing. The only problem is it wasn't really working for her. And what I mean by it wasn't really working is that the toxic thoughts they kept showing up and not only did they show up, but the actions in reaction to her thoughts kept showing up. And so she didn't speak up for herself when her husband would ask her opinions on things. I mean, even something small, like what to do for dinner. It was like, she always just went along with what he wanted. And that seems small, but if you've been, if you can relate to that, you know that shit adds up over time, right? And it can form resentment or anger or sadness or like Tony, this severe disconnection with herself, with her truth, with what it was that she actually wanted. Like you would ask her, what, well, what is it that you do want? And she had no, no answer to give. She found that she overpacked her schedule because she felt really obligated to various organizations and people and causes. But at the end of the day, she really only actually got enjoyment and deep fulfillment out of one of these um, obligations that she had. She looked forward to it so much. She loved like how it was run. She loved the people. And she felt this, this part of a greater purpose. But the fear and the belief systems, those toxic belief systems were still there. And they were still there because she was only doing thought work. She was only doing mindset work. And unfortunately, she started to really blame herself and feel like a failure. And unfortunately, this is also what can happen in mindset work because we're staying within the mind and we're not being connected to the expansiveness and the vastness of our truth. And we're staying within the confines of the mind and the labels of the mind. If something doesn't quote unquote work, 
the mind is going to tell us that there's something wrong with us. It's not the work that is the problem. It is us that must be deeply flawed, right? So she just kind of was feeling like, am I just supposed to resign myself to the fact that this is me, that this is my life? (sighs) I just have to, I just have to take a moment for that. So when we started working together, she really took the time to get to know her inner voice. And I have to tell you that this was so beautiful to support her in and so beautiful to witness because inner voices are, are funny and, and they love to reconnect with our childlike self. And they communicate with us very differently and they enjoy spending time with us in different ways than the mind does. In Tony's case, her mind wanted to spend time with her as she was like frantically running from one obligation to another and constantly telling her that she wasn't doing enough at the same time. (laughs) Well, the inner voice doesn't really work that way. Um, I guided her in increasing her ability to tap into her inner voice because this work is a practice. So it may start out where your inner voice feels very quiet or completely quiet. Um, But the more that we cultivate this relationship um, and the more intimately you get to know your unique inner voice the more you can um, call on it more easily and more quickly. So she ended up having a really fun and like very playful relationship with her inner voice. Um, Her inner voice loved to be outside with her. And oh my gosh, this was so fun. She started hula hooping. Okay. I mean, seriously, her inner voice asked her to take up hula hooping. And I remember her thinking like, what, what are you even talking about? Like, where do I even find a hula hoop? I don't have time to hula hoop, right? Because this is the mind. This is the mind. It instantly goes to, well, how are you going to fit this into your schedule? You don't have time for this. This is frivolous. But because she had had experiences with her inner voice and she knew how important this relationship was to her. She knew that she wanted to pursue this, this playful activity with her inner voice. So she got this adult hula hoop and I have learned that there is a difference between a child's hula hoop and an adult hula hoop. So if you, if you're an adult and you want a hula hoop, make sure that you get the right size for you. Otherwise it's going to like fall down right away. Anyway, side note, Um, and it was so beautiful because I mean, is it even possible to be overwhelmed and anxious when you're hula hooping? I don't know if it is. You cannot help but smile when you are hula hooping. It just adds this like beautiful lightness and joy to that moment. The other beautiful thing about this practice in the hula hooping, that was, it just, it's like the inner voice is so wise. It can see so much before we can. What we also found is that 
this practice of hula hooping got her out of her head, out of that mindset work, out of that hamster wheel. It got her out of her head and into her body, which was huge. So using using the guidance of the inner voice, being guided in this amazing practice, she was also able to identify the origins of these toxic beliefs that were holding her back. So again, getting out of the mind and into the body, this wasn't through hula hooping work. This was through other somatic work that we did together, but she was able to release these beliefs from her physical body. I'm going to be talking more about that later on in the, in the season, but it's, it's everything. It's such a deep life-changing practice to learn how to actually remove belief systems and trauma that we have been storing in our physical body. So as she did this, she also started to shift and change these beliefs about her feelings and her thoughts that she had previously been afraid of feeling and thinking. She was able to move into acceptance And then to love of these thoughts and feelings that she had been fearful of. And the beautiful thing is when that happens, when we take these these thoughts and beliefs out from the shadows and into the light, they lose their power. And that's exactly what happened with her. So she was able to find her voice again. She was able to know what a confident decision felt like in her body. And she could be authentic with herself and with her loved ones because she knew what that looked like, felt like, tasted like. Wow, this was such a fun episode. (laughs) So in this episode, we touched on what mindset work actually is and why this bad advice about how mindset work is the only way how it got started. Um, We talked about ways in which getting out of the head and into the body can change everything and how it takes everything to another level when you can actually feel what's holding you back, when you embrace it, and when you're able to release it. When we're able to step outside the safety of the mind and access the inner voice everything becomes possible for us. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. This is your reminder that you are enough, you are worthy, and you are loved. You can find me over at Instagram at Jessica Lee Labe and my website at nomoreshouldlife.com. If you or someone you love is a high-achieving woman looking to activate your inner voice and embrace your shadow self to claim your soul-aligned life, send me a DM and let's do this.